on this episode of Why Watch That. It actually renewed my faith in cinema. Oh. It, and here's what I mean by that. Patriot's Day, it is a movie that you pay $15 to see. And it's a movie that will translate on your TV. And if you watch it over and over again, you won't be disappointed. The third season doesn't start as well as the rest, but if you keep watching it, it is so brutal that I am still having nightmares. I could not believe it. I really, like what they showed, I was like, but it's exactly what would happen, unfortunately. Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. Presented by Dynamic Network. The Why Watch That Talk. Well, let me tell you something. 2016 was certainly one of those interesting years, to say the least. Uh, The Cubs won the World Series. What? (laughs) Reality TV star elected as president. What? And the good wife ends. What? It was just one of those years that was like, why is all of this happening? But it was it was also awesome at the same time because, I don't know about you, Critic, but 2016 also gave us some amazing moments cinematically in filmmaking. Yes, we're talking about movies. Yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, this is a strong year, an interesting year, a year for everyone. <laughs> Indeed, indeed, indeed. Well, you know what? We're not going to uh, drag this along. Listeners, we are here at Why Watch That are honoring 2016's best, greatest, best, wonderful moments. Not for you, but for us! (laughs) (laughs) Self-indulgent. We're looking out for ourselves for once, because we're always looking out for you, listeners, to explain what you should and shouldn't watch and why you should and shouldn't watch it. Well, this is what we watched, and this is why, and this is our highlight for 2016. Movies so deep and dear and personal to us. What's some honorable mentions? Yes. So let's get cracking. So for me, I have to start with one of the big blockbuster kind of movies. I mean, this is what you pay $15 to go see. And... For me, it, if you want the extras, if you want all the the action and you want the storytelling and the tear-jerking, all in a cinematic uh, experience for me in 2016, Hacksaw Ridge was one of those things. If you want tons of people on a screen and you want to see a good war movie, to me, Hacksaw Ridge really brought me in to that world of cinematic reveling and uh, Mel Gibson knows how to deliver that so I have to crown him that do you have a do you have a big blockbuster like that a big huge it's there to make money and it worked for you oh that's a very interesting question because you know this year wasn't necessarily the year of the blockbuster for me so but the biggest one on my list you know what I'm gonna give two ooh, ooh, ooh right ooh. two of them arrival oh 
and hidden figures. Ah, there it is. There it is. There Arrival. It is. Look, it is for a particular kind of film goer. I don't care. It's for me. <laughs> and I watched it and I loved it. I love the ideas behind it. You can call it trite. You can call it predictable. You can call it inscrutable. I don't care. So I loved Arrival. <laughs> and Hidden Figures for me, while it had its flaws, I watched this movie twice. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the second time I appreciated it even more because it held up. And outside of just telling a great story, it really is something that everyone can watch and enjoy. So those are two blockbusters in quotes for you. I have to agree with the hidden figures. It's not necessarily on my like list. I, I watched it twice as well, but hidden figures is definitely, I will keep watching it. It is definitely a highlight for 2016. And notice I didn't say anything about the other one you said. Now, moving on! Hey, I say nothing about Hacksaw. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on, another one of those made-for-cinema kind of experiences, but it wasn't necessarily designed to just ring in the money. Color High Water. A combination of a lot of things. Acting, writing, directing, story. Nominated. In fact, all of what we've mentioned is nominated. Perfect mesh. Gotta give it to Hell or High Water. You know what? Like I always say, the rattlesnake for the waitress when it comes to Hell or High Water. I, look, we both enjoyed that. That's on both of our lists. Jeff Bridges never disappoints. Ever. And the rest. And of course, we have Taylor Sheridan and so on. Okay, so where I'm going next... I'm going to my favorite movie of last year. I'm going right now to that. Ooh, you're going right for the jugular. Moonlight. I <laughs> said it. And the thing about Moonlight is this. Let's talk about it this way. Everybody talks about what it's about, right? It's about uh, a black kid who grows up and he's gay. But that's not really it, you see. This movie takes his story which we haven't seen, especially told in the way that it is, and makes it universal. Yeah. So you see, when people hear its description, I think some people go, oh, I don't want to see that. It's not for me. Oh, it is for you, though. That's the brilliance of what Barry Jenkins did, top to bottom, and the cast and their performances. So thank you to Moonlight. That is the creme de la creme of 2016. Wow, that's nice. I like that you went for that. I It's on my list as well. I was sitting next to you in the screening when we did see it at the uh, New York Film Festival last year. And you saw that I was gripping my the, the arm and yeah. I, of the chair. And I was like, because there were some things, like you said, it, it when you find out what it's about, you're already on guard. Or for someone like me, I'm already on guard because I haven't seen... For me, a movie that does that subject matter justice mm-hmm. without it making it about sex. Yeah. And this time, it it was, you're right, I have to agree, it was very universal. Definitely something you should check out for the paint of heart. You won't be, you know, confused. Now, I'm going to go for the jugular. This is a, a surprise for you. I agree, Moonlight is the creme de la creme. But for me, I have to say the biggest surprise of 2016 of like how much I enjoyed this movie and I'm going to run out and own it. I, you, you think I'm going to say something and I'm going to say something else. I'm going with Patriot's Day. Oh, you're trying to steal my thunder. <laughs> <laughs> yes! You didn't expect it. Listeners, you didn't expect it. 
Critic. You didn't expect it. Now, again, Moonlight is up there. It's number one. Like, it's there. But as far as a complete surprise, it actually renewed my faith in cinema. Oh. It renewed... It, it did. It did. It really did. It renewed my faith in cinema. And here's what I mean by that. Patriot's Day, Peter Berg, Mark Wahlberg, the team, everybody. Is it a flawless movie? No. But it is a movie that you pay $15 to see. It is a movie that you're going to get your $15 worth. And it's a movie that will translate on your TV. And if you watch it over and over again, you won't be disappointed. You won't be bored. You will always find something new because you've got the gravitas and you've got the humor. It's just one of those hit surprises that really needs to be paid homage to. Uh, You know... You know, ref, you saw this before me in a screening. I saw it after you in another screening. I texted you immediately. Yeah. Talking about how much I loved Patriots Day. It is certainly on my list, and it's not at the bottom of the list. And I will say, everybody, if you haven't seen it, please see it. And just to end the talk about Patriots Day this way, I was not there in Boston, but I was here in New York during 9-11. I was actually in college. And it just helped me to process more of that, even more than I thought I needed to. Um, So outside of it just being great, uh, enjoyable cinema, the story and the way it tells it, I think, is an honor to uh, what happened in Boston, to the people of Boston. So there you go. Boom. Since we're doing little surprises, little sneaky sneaks, as you like to call them. This might not be too sneaky for people, but we haven't mentioned it in a while. I, Daniel Blake. Boom, you took it, you took it. I, Daniel Blake, everybody, from the Brits. It is a story that you've probably heard before, but when it turns the corner with the wallop, people will sob right next to you, okay? Yeah. It's that yeah. kind of thing. I mean, we had hardened critics and industry people sniffling. And then, you know, and then they come out of the theater going, oh, it's so familiar. Stop it. You were in there crying. You were in there crying. So I'm Daniel Blake, and you might not have heard of it. If you haven't heard our review, check it out. Check this out whenever you see it near you. Yeah, I echo that. I have nothing more to say other than do it and do it now. Yeah. Now, I have to give it an honor to the translation. A lot of the movies that we've seen have been um, our adapted screenplays, and this one is pretty much, you know, you know what it is. It's Fences. Fences, to me, is one of those movies. If you are a theater buff, if you've studied theater or if you're a theater buff, you will not be disappointed. If you enjoy Denzel Washington, you won't be disappointed. If you want the gravitas of Viola Davis, you won't be disappointed. If you want some great stick of a theater, as we call it in theater, which is rapid um, dialogue that moves along and, and takes twists and turns and unexpected uh, things happen and, and this family has to deal with unexpected situations, you will like this movie. Do you need to see it in the movie theater? No. Pop that baby right in your TV and you will enjoy it. Yes, and you know that is on my list. I'm telling you, thank you. I want to hear August Wilson's dialogue like that. Nailed it. Yeah. Now, boom, Patterson. Oh, it's on my. Well, you know what? We we have to stay with. Except, except for except for. 
Well, yeah. We did, <laughs> a, we did an arrival hacksaw ridge swap. But look, <laughs> when it comes to Patterson, one of the strangest movies of last year that yes. worked. That worked. Top to bottom, what Jim Jarmusch did as writer-director took him a decade to put it together and to get it done. Just beautifully poetic on purpose. Yep. And I think everybody, just this is the kind of movie that you want to see just to have seen it. Yeah. Because yeah. it will affect how you watch everything else. So just check it out. Be brave. You might be rewarded. Mm, I'll go ahead and say you will be rewarded. Oh. I got one for you. Now, we're talking about a movie that is flawed and it has problems. But for me, it was so deeply personal. I'll never forget where I was. I'll never forget who I was around. I'm talking about Florence Foster Jenkins starring Meryl Streep and others. What? <laughs> you, are you serious? <laughs> yes, I have to put that in the category. It was one of the to me, the strongest, one of the strongest performances, it's the whole teetering of comedy versus drama that she does so well. And again, if you're playing a singer who can't sing and you're a singer who can't sing, listen, it's worth a watch for me. Yeah, and you already heard my tirade about that in our Oscar nomination special. So I yeah. will not say yeah. another word about that. But here's the thing. We've got to go to Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, that's my next one. Yeah. You know, I think for me, this is very close to the top for last year. I've mm -hmm. seen it more than once. And the writing is absolutely expert. The casting is expert. The execution, the editing... Just what Kenneth Lonergan did, along with his cast, is commendable. It will move you uh, without tugging at you. It, it's a matter-of-fact kind of, of movie that gets to you. I watched it the second time, ref, with my mother, and she was crying. Crying. Oh, oh. Yeah, so, you know, it, everybody, this is a worthwhile experience. If you haven't seen Manchester, please check it out. I agree. It's on my list. I concur. Now, I have to end my list with this, and mm -hmm. I have a feeling it's ending yours or near it. Yeah. This was, this is the honor of the year. I told you Patriots Day was my big, huge aha moment. Captain Fantastic. Oh! Captain Fantastic was what started, like, you know, I'd seen Civil War, I'd seen X-Men Apocalypse, I had seen other movies, but this started 2016, and this didn't come out till June. Yeah. It really started, it, it opened my eyes to great indie filmmaking with superb actors, great storytelling, amazing cinematography, and an all-around amazing experience. It was deeply personal for me. Captain Fantastic will affect you the same way. I agree. I, I have to say that. Yeah, and you know that this is close to the top of my list as well for last year. We talked about it numerous times. I don't care what you think about the story. Ignore your thoughts about the story and watch Captain Fantastic. It is just that fantastic. So now I think it's time for honorable mentions and we're out of here for the movies, right? I'm just going to quickly say uh, for me, because I know this is not on your list, I have to say Deadpool is an honorable mention, not because I'm going to watch it over and over again because it was so shocking. I've never <laughs> seen a Marvel film quite like that. So Deadpool, <laughs> Queen of Katwe is, is 
it's a story you haven't heard and it is light enough for even your young children so definitely I have to mention those two one other one that I know you're not going to mention is The Accountant ah! <laughs> I know I know it was just one of those surprise like I was really I, I apologize if this is offensive but I had very low expectations for this and it, <laughs> it, it, it far exceeded it the fight scenes alone were it just made me think of Born Supremacy yeah um, and that that particular movie mm-hmm. yep um, some other honorables you know what outside of Deadpool I agree with the other two <laughs> so um, let's also okay you've all heard what I had to say about this but I will say La La Land deserves to be mentioned okay it is a nice cinematic experience it does have some great moments and then it has some other ones then we have 20th Century Women Yes, for the writing, for Annette Bening's performance, and the rest of that ensemble, I think that they really took a great snapshot of 1979 and before. Also, Lion. First half of Lion, just stellar. And the second half is fine, it's just not as good. And, well, here's the surprise that I'm going to throw in. The Conjuring 2. I knew that was coming. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I, oh. I'm a fan of that series, The Conjuring. This sequel, just for me, it just was so much fun in the theater. Um, so there you go. Now, there are two more I know you have. Did you want to give them to us? Yeah, 13th and Birth of a Nation definitely highlight the movie. It, it, it was so appropriate for 2016. You could not have designed that. That was a definitely divine design of the of the pulse of 2016 as far as even not just race relations, but just speaking to all races and all races need to watch those two films and get educated. Well, let me tell you something. 2016 did not leave us high and dry. It may have been bumpy. But we certainly did have some interesting moments, cinematically, film-wise, all of that. We salute you, 2016. Thank you for delivering some amazing movies that you did, and we look forward to even more. Did you know? Part one. I have a did you know? Pretty. Oh, <laughs> welcome back. Yeah. I know. It's been a while. You've been... Actually, we haven't been doing Did You Know, but now that we are, it's definitely been you giving me a Did You Know, but this time I have a Did You Know for you. Mm. And here we go. Now, this major franchise rests upon a particular actor. Oh. And it may be what you think it is, and it may not be. But this particular actor was a last-minute casting because another certain actor was too busy filming Mission Impossible 2. Had we had this swap, I don't know where would it be today. Do you know who I'm talking about? Hmm. I gotta think about this. Wait. <laughs> this episode of Why Watch That is brought to you by Audible.com the leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, providing digital versions of audiobooks for download to your computer, phone, and MP3 player. Sign up today to try Audible free for 30 days and get a free audiobook of your choice. 
Visit audibletrial.com forward slash why watch that to get your free audiobook now and to support our show. Did you know? Part two. All right, we're back. Do you know who I'm talking about? Did you know? No, I don't know. I'm not even going to try. I'm too tired. Tell me. Oh, oh, check it out. Hugh Jackman was a last minute ad as Wolverine. Oh. Can you believe that? Yes. It was DeGray Scott, who was the bad guy in Mission Impossible 2. He's the one who had the hots for Thandie Newton. Oh, yeah, Doug Ray Scott. Yeah. yeah. He was originally cast as Wolverine, but he was too busy. Mission Impossible 2, and it went a little long, so they had to recast it. Hugh Jackman got the job, and now look at Look at it. That would have yeah. really changed a lot of things. A lot of things. If you don't know, uh, Hugh Jackman is starring in in uh, Logan, which is coming out on March 3rd. And he ca- he literally carried that franchise. So hats off to Hugh Jackman for being available. <laughs> <laughs> Back to why watch that. This is our best of episode and we do it basically almost every year we talked about movies we can't leave without talking about tv because yeah. i tell you what um if if the big screen didn't have it going on let me tell you the small screen was the, you know the small screen uh, i'm still overwhelmed <laughs> <laughs> uh, indeed you are so we're gonna go through our list now i have to preface this for me, this list is easy, straightforward, cut and dry. But for you, critic, <laughs> the torture begins. Because how do you, how in the world are you going to come up with your ten? That's 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 what's confusing to me. I don't know. It's not going to happen. I'm going to listen to what you say and then fill in the gaps. Cheater, <laughs> <laughs> cheater, cheater. Okay, so let's start with, we're going to start with, we're going to do two different lists. And the list that we're going to start with is the limited list which means and this is easy it's like a a handful yeah this is something that is a limited series just like the emmys do we at why watch that have a different philosophy we don't necessarily think all anthologies are limited we think some anthologies for a watcher it feels like a series like in for example american horror story yeah. is is a limited as far as the Emmys are concerned, but to us, it's a series. But these are truly limited um, and arguably, you could argue back and forth. I'm going to throw out the American Crime Story anthologies, The People versus OJ. Yeah. If you have not seen it, I mean, at this point, it's available on Netflix. It may be available on Prime. I know the DVD is out. Watch that, mother. It is so, so addictive. And the performances, ridiculous, but so appropriate. (laughs) Yes, for the most part. Look, that was certainly one of the most enjoyable experiences of last year. TV or film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. we all know the other big limited uh, event, the night of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, do, do we even need to go into it? If you haven't seen the night of on HBO, please, please go watch it. It will edify you. Yes, you know what? It and and I have to say that, and we could definitely move on because I know we we need to go. Uh, the night of was so deeply personal for me, and I know mm. it was for you that I can't get it out of my mind. Like, when I watch 13th, 
I think the night of. When I watch The Birth of a Nation, I think the night of. When I watch just about anything dealing with incarceration or race, I think of the night of. It's just that good. It's just that good. So. Stella. Stella. Now let's go to the series. This is an ongoing series. Now the series may still be going or the series may have ended in 2016. So I'm going to start with what I know we both would start with for 2016. The Good Wife. What a sad day. Half mass day. Fly your good wife half mass flags because the good wife has retired and it went out with a bang. Or shall I say a slap? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we were all slapped together. And the slap was so powerful that we have a spinoff now with <laughs> the good fight. <laughs> so look, we love the good wife. We are going to miss it. Um, all I can say is I'm glad the good fight is out there. And when I decide to pay to watch it, I will. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> no, you keep going because I got to wait until oh, yeah, you're done. That's right, that's right. I'm also going to highlight Luther 4, which came out. Now, that came out in 2015 um, in in the BB, in uh, overseas. But in for us in the U.S., it came out in 2016. This is the fourth installment of the Luther series. Y'all know how I'm feeling about Idris Elba. So <laughs> he, he really made a mark on me. <laughs> um <laughs> and it started with Luther. It really did. I, I'd seen him in other things, but it really started to fall in love with his acting um, and his his uh, whole deal with Luther. And Luther 4, we're missing somebody because she's on another show, but it does not disappoint. Okay, Luther, watch it. Watch it. The Americans. Mm. Uh, a little birdie got me hooked on this show. Oh, who's that birdie? And- I say the bird is a critic. And the Americans this year, we are getting deeper and deeper and deeper into this mess, aren't we? We, we Are we are we Russian spies? Are we Russian spies who don't want to be Russian spies anymore? Are, are we going to involve our kids? It is literally one um, moral dilemma after another. Yes. And it's so well done. I thank you. I'm going to personally thank you for getting me hooked on that. Oh, good. You know, it's coming back soon, and I cannot wait. I know, but guess what? I'm going to wait because I have a problem with FOMO. I fear miss out, and when I don't have that episode there, I get a little jittery. Uh, We both believe that Westworld was definitely one of 2016's highlights. It was a very expensive TV show. Uh, Yeah. Uh, and you just basically hire everybody who's amazing and throw them into a show and you have Westworld. It's coming back, but we don't know what it's going to do because Anthony Hopkins is can't unless, you know, well, we won't ruin it for you, but it'll be really hard to bring him back. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> it could happen, though. <laughs> it, it could happen. We both have to bow down to the crown. Yeah. I have to say, I, if I have to give a surprise hit of 2016 as far as TV goes, The Crown hands down gets it. And somebody called that one too. Oh, I wonder who that is. No, you know what? Talk about expensive. <laughs> the Crown. Netflix was like, here's all the money in the world. Go ahead. 
And and you know what? Good job for that. Happy Valley was 2016's wonderful hit. This is the second season of Happy Valley on Netflix. And boy, did it take off running. I, I'm still traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see an unconventional display of detective work, of sociopath hunting, <laughs> of just, it's, if there's nothing conventional about Happy Valley, you have to j- just go see it. It, it is definitely one of our picks here. Yeah. I'm also going to stay with Netflix because they put out Stranger Things. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you take it away. You called it. You called it. I've called so many of these. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for Stranger Things, everybody, look, it's the 80s. It's the 80s. It's sci-fi. It's fantasy. It's heart-wrenching. It's teen stuff. It's pre-teen. It's, it's just... Everything that you want from the 80s put into one nice bowl of warm soup that's called Stranger Things. Um, I can't wait for the next season. I think that what they have done with the entire cast, it's multi-generational. It all works. Everyone knows Stranger Things, but did you know it when I knew it? That's the question. (laughs) Oh, the arrogance. (laughs) We have to definitely acknowledge, for me, the best comedy on television right now and yes i am talking about blackish on abc mm. at this point they're throwing out the kids i mean they're throwing everything out there and it is landing they're dealing with whether you should name your black kid a black name they're dealing with whether uh whose fault it was when trump got into president was it white people's fault was it white women's fault was it black people's fault how do we move forward they're dealing with if you should allow your kids to cuss in front. i mean there's not a subject out there that they're unwilling to deal with, and they do it in a humorous way that makes you want to roll on the floor. I love Blackish. I will always love Blackish. Blackish is it. Boom, bam, close the door. It's a wrap. Oh. <laughs> okay, wow. What? I'm, I'm just waiting for it, so I'm just going to wait till you get to it. We talked about The Good Wife and how it is hung at half mass. Let's go even half of half mass. Here it comes. Below that. And we're talking about one of the most underrated, underappreciated <laughs> TV series. Rectify. There it is. What were, what were you watching? That is such it is such a great piece of content. Film, television, web series, book. is no longer going to be with us, but it will forever live in my heart. You know that we both love Rectify. Slow burn TV at its finest. Finest. Okay. Anything else you got to say before I... Go, 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 go. (sighs) Okay. So everybody look. Realize we don't have all day. Okay. Yes. I'm looking at the list. It's just, how am I going to do this? I, I don't want to leave any of my babies out in the cold. Now, look. Five more and five honorable mentions. Ready, go fast. Now, here's the thing, though. You mentioned Happy Valley. We have the detective series from the Brits. But there's also The Fall, which oh, ended boy. last year. It ended. And this is also a detective series from the Brits. <laughs> I will tell you this, everybody. 
the third season doesn't start as well as the rest, but if you keep watching it, it is so brutal that I am still having nightmares. I could not believe it. I really, like what they showed, I was like, oh. and, but the thing is, it's exactly what would happen, unfortunately. I think that they went out with a bang. That's the fall. Now, moving on. I'm gonna pull in some picks, things that just are different and they get to me and I don't even know why. One of them is The Leftovers. The Leftovers is oh, coming back. Wow. Yeah, this year it's coming back for its final season. You know that Regina King's in it now. And you know how much I love her, but this is such singular TV storytelling. It is about people who disappear. Is it the rapture or not? Who knows? And the aftermath of that. Wow, if you want something that will crawl into your nightmares, and maybe your dreams, that's The Leftovers. Oh, now, moving, oh, boy. Moving from The Leftovers, everybody, there's a little show that airs here on Sundance that I mentioned before from Italy. It's called Gamora. Gamora, mm. if you want a mob show for real, this is the one. It takes a little bit of time to get into about the third episode, but once it does, it goes, and you are hooked. That's Gamora. Now, Ooh. American Crime. Not American Crime Story. American Crime on ABC, also with Regina King, created by John Ridley. This is an anthology series. They told their second uh season last year told that second story and boy oh boy it left people just upset some people were upset with the, how it ended some people were upset that it ended <laughs> when it ended so I don't care that's another season where it's one for the books now I'm gonna throw some curveballs one curveball I'm just going with standard major network stuff here everybody there is a TV show that's the grandma or granddaddy, who knows, of them all. And for some reason, it's almost in a renaissance. Grey's Anatomy. Oh, wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Grey's Anatomy? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but they are doing really good work when it comes to network TV, Okay. So if you haven't seen it in a while, you might want to drop in. You know, some of these episodes are astounding. I got to give it to them. Now, let's go to honorable mentions because I haven't given you sitcoms. Let's, no, you haven't. Yeah, let's not forget Atlanta and Insecure. Oh, yeah. Oh. Atlanta on FX, Donald Glover. Oh, yeah. Hey, that is a show in and of itself. It is wonderful. Insecure from Issa Rae on HBO. Wonderful. Love them both. Looking forward to what's next. Fargo on FX, the second season. I wasn't a huge fan of the first. It was fine. The second season, though, came into its own, I guess because they casted Bo King Woodbine. Who knows? <laughs> but anyway, they found themselves there. And I'm going to give us three more. Well, no, here's what oh, I'm No, you get two more. No, wait a minute, though, because there's certain things that we haven't talked about. Now, oh. on Netflix, there are two shows, everybody. Easy, the OA. That's all I'm going to say. They, I don't know. It doesn't always work, but it is certainly singular. And I finished it. I was binging it. Just going, what's going to happen next? The OA is about a woman who's abducted, comes back. She was blind. She's not blind now. How did that happen? 
Who knows? It's about the afterlife, or so we think. Easy is about relationships, but each episode is different, and it might throw some surprises for stars. So check them out if you haven't already. And then here we go. Shameless, transparent, younger. Bam. Oh, Don't sleep. Right. <laughs> um, you know what? You tell your listeners not to sleep. How about you get some sleep? Because that was crazy. 2016, again, delivered with television. And it's not even over. We're talking about, at this point, some of these were half seasons. <laughs> and we didn't even get it into 2017. But what we will say is that most, if not all, of these shows can be binged or watched on any platform at this point. Um, you'll just have to find which platform. The Good Wife, Westworld, Atlanta, all of those we mentioned. Check out Amazon Prime. Check out Netflix. Check out Hulu. Check out uh, iTunes. To me, your best resource will be us. Just listen to us, because we're never going to steer you wrong. Congrats to all the 2016 lovely TV shows. Mwah. We love you. <laughs> And now, the pick of the week. The critic is coming at you this week with a pick of the week. Yes, yes, yes. He's got one for you. It is FX's Legion, which is created by Noah Hawley, starring Dan Stevens, yes, from Downton Abbey, Matthew O'Connor, <laughs> Teen Smart, among others. You can check it out, but I have a feeling he is really going to turn us on to it because it is one of my favorite comic book characters spinoffs <laughs> yeah, that's right so yes uh legion it again stars dan stevens as professor x's son yeah now they don't start with that so we know that going in it is based on uh the character comic book character so all of that's there but what noah hawley has done who also by the way developed fargo for fx so if you know Fargo, you kind of can expect what this will look like. Let me tell you, we start in this series with Professor X's son, David Holler. He's in a psych ward, okay? Because he does have what used to be known as multiple personality disorder, you know, dissociative identity disorder, however you want to say it. So he has this, but he's, does, he's not quite aware of his latent powers, but he does, oh boy, does he have powers or not? Remember, he is Professor X's son, so you can imagine what happens. He has a good friend in the uh, insane asylum, and she plays a role later on after he gets out. It does happen. And he meets a girlfriend in this asylum. The girlfriend has her own powers, which means that she can't touch anybody. Something happens. And it's not what you might think. It's not who you might think it is. Oh, okay? Travis going with Storm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's not who you think. So they pull in a lot of secondary characters, and they add characters to the story to keep it going. So what happens is Gene Smart plays a woman who wants to get all of these superheroes or, or superhuman beings together and train them so that they can use their powers uh, for certain purposes. We're not quite sure of what they are. So she helps David escape the asylum. You'll see how. His girlfriend also escapes. There's a whole thing that goes on with that. So they begin to train David in his powers. So the telekinesis, all of that kind of stuff. 
So you start in the first episode seeing them in the asylum, being introduced to the world, which is crazy. Because the aesthetic is based on memory of David. That's where he lives. So you never know what one scene's going to look like. One scene to the next, it can change. You're not quite sure of the time period. You can kind of tell, but not. So it's just great. We are in the mind of David. So the question is, can you buy what you're being shown or not? Is this from his perspective or not? In the second episode, they then start the training. And that's when it really got me, Ref, because I was watching going, okay, you better progress this in a way that's compelling. Let's get a move on. And they do. It's not that many episodes in the first season. I think it's just eight. So if you are interested in anything supernatural, the comic book stuff, or just something that is cinematic for television, it just looks great. And the acting is intriguing along with the writing. Legion is the show for you. Again, it's on FX. As of taping, three episodes have aired. Ooh, and if you just need your Downton Abbey fix, but nothing like Downton Abbey, you can check it out as well. Thank you, Critic. I might have to do just what you suggested. For once. Oh, you wound me. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you. 